yeah. this is the place where I'm able to learn how to deal with what I'm dealing with as a woman. And that's why when you go into other places, oftentimes you face rejection because it's like, uh-uh, you opening them up to see themselves. I know my um, uh, ex-husband used to say all the time when I was to go speak at a church, he was like, that's the last time you going. Hey there, I'm Ari, your petite but powerful kingdom teaching professor and entrepreneur. I bring the sass, the laughs, and the serious, let's get real and heal moments without any filters. Now meet my mom, Pastor D, the number one dunamis woman leading our healing for my soul movement. As a kingdom teaching pastor and life coach, she is unapologetically real, raw, and radical, but she's our rock and the voice of wisdom that we all need. And then there's Allison, fierce yet tender, and the voice for many single mothers. She's the silent heartbeat of our family and will be the first to tell you, yeah, life with these two can be crazy, but I got their back and we're in this together. As a dynamic trio, we spearhead the Healing From My Soul movement, sharing the miraculous healing power of God through our journey, truths, and a little humor as we guide women to pursue healing as a lifestyle so they may experience freedom within their life and legacy. Welcome back to another episode here on the Healing For My Soul podcast, where we are sharing thought-provoking truths on how to bring healing to the depths of your soul as a powerful woman. It is the one and only mother-daughter trio, Pastor D, Ariel, and Allison. And uh, we want you to stay on this journey. If this is your first time tuning in, like, subscribe, follow us, connect mm-hmm. with us, um, because we're diving into a deep topic today, and we're really focusing on religion hates when women heal. Mm. That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if you go to church. I don't know if you're religious, <laughs> but if so, this is the episode for mm-hmm. you because um, many times people think about healing being, okay, I'm growing spiritually and I'm developing and I'm walking in my relationship with Christ. If you're listening, I hope that you are. But at the end of the day, growing spiritually and walking in the kingdom, which we're going to talk about is different than religion. Mm-hmm. Religion and my, I know you're going to dive in of all or really what religion is, but uh, you always talk about religion as the opponent to the kingdom. So mm-hmm. talk about that journey of like, what is religion? First off, for anybody who don't even yeah. know that they're in religion, let's expose them to let them know if they are or not. Well, first of all, religion is man-made, mm-hmm. man-made doctrines, man-made philosophies, views, traditions, how you're supposed to be before God, how you're supposed to live before God, how you're supposed to come before God. Uh, and you conform to those things, you know, and this is how denominations are, you know, one denomination have its thing, have its way, how you talk, what you say, what you don't say. Uh, and it's really just all man-made formulas to cause you to think that you're living for God, you know, but at the end of the day, you're losing your true self. You're losing who God made you to be, his original intent for your life and for who he has postured you in this earth to be for the kingdom of God. So is religion necessarily church or like because some people could think, OK, well, I go to church, but my church is religious. It's well, not one in the well, same. Well, see, I don't want to get into all the teaching of it. But at the end of the day, uh, I am the church. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it doesn't mean I can't go into a building and I can't fellowship with other mindsets and people like me. Uh, who are free to live in the life of who they are for God. And we have that unity and we have that fellowship and we have that same belief system. It's just like denomination. Baptists believe this way. Church of God and Christ believe this way. Apostolic believe you baptize in this name and the other one believe in the name of that. You know, so everybody have their ways. But I am the church. And for me to be who I am as the church, I have to understand who he has made me to be, particularly when he said woman. Now you... 
said that you broke away from religion. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. What, is that, what did that look like for you to break away? From well, religion? first of all, I was raised naturally in my era of time with my mother. You raised in church and it's not an option, you mm-hmm. know, which I, I never bucked up against it because it was a part of our home environment. Um, so that's all I knew, you know what I mean? And me having a heart for God, loving him, uh, with every fiber of my being, I did a lot of things in the religious sector because I love God, not more so because I love the church, you know what I'm saying? But naturally when you're in there, you know, you're going to continue to do, do, do and marry, have kids, don't do this, don't do that, but you're steadily doing some stuff, you know what I mean? So, um, breaking free for me was, I was dying on the inside, but I was still going, loving who I love, and that was Christ. When it comes to religion, I'm really not... Mm. You know what? I'm glad that she didn't teach that, but when it comes to religion, I'm really not there because one thing is that my mother taught us was never to be boxed in, and that's why I'd rather have faith than religion because we're not boxed in. She took us out of religion so that we didn't even have to be involved in it. Um, And that is what taught us about faith. And then when I go home personally, privately, it wasn't lining up. Mm -hmm. You know, the two wasn't lining up. What I was learning in his word, how I was learning it, the way man taught me to know it, it wasn't lining up when I implemented it in my private life. So it came to a point where I had to make a decision. Yeah. I had to make a decision. Am I going to continue to die emotionally, mentally? That's my soul. My soul is my mind and my emotions. Am I going to, do I have a mind to think? You know, do I have a mind to think for myself? And so nobody ain't living the life that I'm living inside personally. But when we all go to church, hallelujah, and everybody doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? But we're not free to talk about it. We're not free to go in those domains. And that's the main thing. It was causing me to suffocate my personality because I am feisty and free and want to talk about the things that people don't want to talk about, and which is why we're here on the podcast right now. But Who want to talk about this? I mean, I mean, also you weren't really raised in the church. You, I mean, you didn't raise us in the church. I know. No, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I gave religion a try. It didn't work out. Well, the thing is, is that I, I right. took you all naturally. I'm going to take you to church with me because I'm, I'm, I'm going uh, it's not that I didn't raise you in the church, but as I was discovering my own healing and my own self and I broke free from everything, uh, I did not want you all to be confined in the bondage of what people make you to believe. I want you to be yourself, discover yourself. So I took you out of the Christian school. I took you out of that. Now, when I left my, your father, he still took you to church. But naturally, if I wasn't going at that era of time that I wasn't going, you wasn't going with me. You know, but when you were still with him, you were going with him. But I took you out of the Christian school because I didn't want your mind to be formulated for what someone else want to make you to be. Hey, you all, I know you've been enjoying these episodes. I know you've been enjoying this podcast. So what I need you to do, I need you to like. I need you to comment. And most of all, I need you to subscribe. That is going to keep you connected with us. That's going to keep me connected with you. That's going to keep us on the same healing for my soul movement. Remember, like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. Well, enough of that. Let's get it going and let's get back to this episode. But I think that's the thing. I mean, because when you say, and hate is a strong word, but When we say literally like religion hates healing, I think for me, healing is exposing you to your 
True self. On self. Mm-hmm. It's exposing you to your shit. It's exposing you to who you are. And most importantly, when you're being exposed, then your eyes are going to be open to look at everybody else's stuff around you too. Well, now let me explain what you just said as far as shit. Okay. Because people take, that's what I'm saying. Our minds are jacked up because they will take that and say, ooh, she said that. Religious folks going to do that. Yeah. Watching this podcast, religious folks be like, ooh, she, she, she said she shit. But not for me. You're saying it in a me. manner of healing because the acronym that I used for shit is secrets hidden in torment. So therefore, if you put that together, which is a trademark that I have created, is the fact that it spells shit. Your secrets are hidden in torment. And that's what we are suppressing based upon religion, based upon just going, singing songs, listening to sermons. And we're hoping and we're believing for something that may not occur, not because he's not God or he's not good and he can't, but you got your own shit secrets that are hidden inside of you and the truth is not being revealed. So when did you first teach that? Because I, I know so many women were like, when you first taught about uh, no more shit, secrets hidden in torment, and you trademarked it, and it was like a big thing. When, like, what made you even teach about that? Because it is. I mean, first of all, what you do at home, you bring into the church building. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. inevitable. So in our home, particularly in a black community, As I was raised, you don't talk about stuff that's happening in the home. It's a secret. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's happening? Molestation is happening in the home. Abuse is happening in the home. Mm -hmm. Hey, women ain't going to church talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my step, my my husband's raped and molested my daughter. You know, suppress it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a secret. So you go and say, God fix it or hallelujah. And that pain is still there. You know what I'm saying? Your husband not treating you as you supposed to be treated as he proclaimed supposedly love you as Christ love the church, but you're getting put down. You're getting talked about. You're not being touched. You're being screwed, but you're not being loved. Mm-hmm. Those are feelings that are suppressed and it's in secret. She is always making up something. And it, it took me by surprise because it blows your mind. You think of shit one way and then she flips it a whole nother way. And that's what happens in your mind. And I was like, oh my God, I don't care. Deal with it. It's a word. Shit. Because, ooh, we don't talk about that because we put on a mask to elevate them and make them look good when it's at our own emotional expense. Mm -hmm. So that stuff is hidden and it's inside of us and it's tormenting us, whether we realize it or not. But as the more we go, the more we go, the more we go. That's what religion is. Don't talk about this because these are doctrines and views that's supposed to make man look good Mm -hmm. and you lose your own self. Mm-hmm. Women is the birthing canal of natural and spiritual miracles taking place. I mean, I know Allison, you had a phase where that was, yeah, that was you went back to religion. Because you she loved the like, man. Lord, I don't know how. Ooh. We thought the man brought you back to church. And then we was like, okay, Allison going to church again. She gonna she go love Jesus. No, I'm as most people. And you do got they, caught up in religion. No, I didn't get caught up in religion. I I've always loved Jesus. Jesus has always been the head of my life. Oh my gosh. 
Um, and that's what he said in that old small church. You know, thank you know she got Jesus. that from that, right? I know. But no, I've always loved Jesus. Like, yeah. I feel like Jesus has always been like my homeboy, my ride or die. But you went to church. But you went to church. But you know what? It's crazy because I always went to church. Mm -hmm. But I never was like, oh, I got to get up and get to church. And then when I got with him, it was like he go to church every, he went to church every Sunday. No matter if he went out partying the night before, no matter what he did, like he made sure he got up. It was in that church. And so how he came to me. So this is the cycle. As we talked about narcissism, and I know that's totally, that's a whole nother teaching, but he came to me as, oh, I'm not religious, or no, I don't go to church, or, you know, came to me how, let's say the streets will come to somebody like, oh, come on. And then he slowly but surely wheeled me and, in. And he used the term that most women in church is looking to hear you are my wife. And that's what, and I was like, okay. And he used, you're my wife and you're this and you're that. But really coming out of that, it was secrets hitting in torment. It was a lot of shit mm -hmm. that I was dealing with. Not my shit, but it was his shit from his mama, his daddy, his, you know, ex-wife, his stuff. And I was, deal I was dealing with that. And then I had to live with the hidden and torment. And I'm the type of person, I'm, I'm going to yell loud to say this is causing me. And even when I will go speak to them and say, you know what, this is what's going on in the home where I am being mentally abused, not physically. And a lot of women think. And emotionally. Oh, well, yeah, and emotionally. Yeah, and emotionally. I was being sexually abused, you know, as far as abandoned. And like my mother say, I was getting screwed on, but I wasn't getting loved. And then, you know, a lot of women would think, oh, well, he's not hitting me. No, it got to the point where the mental and the emotional got so bad. I was like, I'd rather you knock the shit out of me. And, and, but, and, and that's how it really started with myself, because we don't think when we say when I say healing, I'm talking about emotional healing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Healing for your soul, because women, we get hit in our emotions even when we're not hit, when we're not loved and tended to as the tender vessel that we really are, it, it's, it's emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I got to, you know, be all this, you come home and you cook and you clean and you do. And when I say I'm horny, you bend over and you open up. I never thought I was conforming to anything. Um, it was more so he came in, swooped me in, made me feel like I was in love. And, you know, so... I didn't realize it till further down the line. We all told Allison, this is not going to work. Whatever you think in your your imagination is not the family picture you thought it was going to be. You know, and we many people believe that they are doing this because this is what God wants them to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I and I did some of that. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? But when you really in touch with yourself, you're losing yourself. That ain't who he made me to be. You know, so he hates the fact that women come to a place within themselves. Oh, and, and that's another thing to go back when it comes to religion, hate. Because when I left, because 
of what you guys teach. Even mommy went into the church and taught. She she wasn't able to come back. No. They was like, oh, no, she cannot come back. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very genuine on her part that she was going to church with him. Heck, I'm a pastor and she didn't come to church where I was pastoring. So for her to actually go with him and a man, I was really celebrating her because that is what she should have done. Only the fact that things turned out a whole nother way. Because she was awakening something on the inside of them. And then people were eating her up like slop. But the yeah. fact they were eating her up. And now the even the healing process for myself, I can now go through healing for myself. But then now, guess what? He's married to the woman that he was cheating on me with. Now that I'm facing healing, I know what shit she's going through. And I can pray for her. Hey, you all. Healing is always needed for the heart of a woman's soul. So that's why I am here to admonish you. Get a copy of the book, Healing the Heart of a Woman's Soul. For over 20 plus years, I have been coaching women to go on their healing journey and walking it out. And you will find this compilation book your story, your life, because why? All of us are dealing with pain. So go to www.healingformysoulpodcast.com and get a copy of your book today because one woman's healing is another woman's healing. Now, enough of that. Let's get back to this episode. Why? Because healing is a lifestyle. I mean, because that's what healing does. Like healing sets you free and religion keeps you bound. Yeah. And let me just say as a disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with church, right? There's nothing wrong oh, with no, going to no. church. When, I I, when church. we're literally talking about religion, we're talking about how enemy the enemy has used religion to keep us bound within our minds for us to not be able to think yeah. on ourselves, not be able to see who we are as women. It was another way of keeping us in a state of captivity that we couldn't be free. And so when you would pursue healing for your soul, you embrace that level of freedom, which is why I can't even sit in the room or the circle. I can't even have friends around me that are religious, to be honest. Like, it just does but, not. But you know what? It taught me because I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I be saying, I know it was the blood, but I know it is the blood. That I mean, but there's me. nothing wrong but with that. No, it's nothing wrong with it. Like, I'm, I'm saying it's nothing wrong with it. But a lot of people are singing that song and don't really know what they're singing. But I know because when you, know, you really see your own shit yeah when you really see the secrets that were coming to keep you bound and i'm not talking about secrets Ooh, you know what she told this little white lie i'm talking about enslaved secrets i'm talking about secrets that have caused us to be bound and we went into the building together out of our pain to get away from the slave master to get away from him but yet we wasn't free we had to feel good. We had to appease ourselves and we were looking to God. But at the end of the day, we're still carrying a lot of that same pain. And so now when I understand where all this shit has stemmed from and has come down my own bloodline, my generation to the next generation, it makes me desire to want to expose the enemy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no longer bound him or hide his secrets. Mm -hmm. And now I'm perpetrating like God is because God really is saying, be free, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. tell your truth. Be truthful with yourself. Yeah. I had to be truthful with myself. I am not happy in this marriage. And unless the pastor want to come sleep with him, the bishop want to come sleep with him, First the lady. usher want to come sleep with him, miss me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I'm not going to continue to conceal my truth. Yeah. I mean, but even for the listeners that are out there, like how many of you all are really knowing what's happening within you? I don't know. Go ahead. (laughs) But I mean, like really (laughs) examine, like, you know, what's happening within you in your soul and you're holding that in torment. And when when we say religion hates healing, you just get out your car, you cover it up with a mask and you keep smiling and you keep going because you're in your own internal tug of war. I got to please the church over here. I got to please my uh, believers, uh, uh, family, friends, whatever the case may be. But then when you go behind closed doors, you're in torment. But you that is not how you were destined to be able to live your life. But you know where healing really is supposed to take place? In the church. It is. You know where you're supposed to really go show your wounds? How many people sit next to someone and don't know their wounds? And that's why. How many people sit next to someone and listen to all those people and we never share our wounds and the sister that's right next to me or the woman that's right across from me if I was to really tell her her wounds my wounds and she share hers do you know how much healing would be there for me to embrace her for me to hug her for me to pray with her for me to cry with her for me to travail with her if we could just come in and let that be the emergency room and say I can't cover this up no more before we get a sermon, tell me your wounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell and, me your pain. And that's yeah. why a lot of Because we're sharing a whole lot in there. You know, your husband tried to come on to me. Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm telling you this, not because I want him. I'm telling you this because we got to stick together as women. Yeah. The enemy keeps us as women divided. This is why he hates women who are healed because it healing brings you together mm-hmm. i don't judge you you don't judge me how can i judge your shit when i got the same yeah yeah how can i look at you with a crooked eye when i got my eyes both of them crooked because why my pain is running deep yeah and i think that's why many women draw to you know our healing for my soul movement here because yes they still have their own church home they have where they go oh, but yeah. they say this is the place where i'm able to learn how to deal with what i'm dealing with as a woman and that's why when you go into other places oftentimes you face rejection because it's like uh-uh you opening them up to see themselves i know my um uh ex-husband used to say all the time when i was to go speak at a church he was like that's the last time you going and literally <laughs> It was, they would never ask me back because healing, it makes you think, yeah, this is happening on the inside of me. Hell, I'm talking right now. You're thinking about some things. Mm-hmm. You're watching this podcast right now. You'd be like, mm-hmm, it's up to you. Do I want to face it or do I want to keep suppressing it? Mm-hmm. Because suppressing it causes me to be stagnated. Not the preacher, not the pastor. They're going to still get theirs. Yeah. And I'm speaking from a pastor standpoint. I don't want you to, I don't want you all to just get me mad. I want you to get yours. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And that stuff still is secrets hidden in torment. Mm-hmm. But we are now here together. It's not a big eye, little eye. Healing brings all eyes together. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is why it's so important for us to have healing and come together as women, because now we can embrace one another, mm-hmm. truly embrace one another and not just give them faint, fake phony hugs. Hey, I love you. Kissy, kissy, kissy. And before you know it, you're talking about them or you're rolling your eyes or your stuff is just that's not yeah. true. Yeah. Them phony hugs is not true. And I not only embrace one another, but I think also embrace the fact that other people people in your life 
are going to need healing as well. Everybody and your healing it. helps someone else be able to break free. And religion says, I want perfect. I want a perfect man. I want a perfect husband. I want a perfect family. I want this, all this stuff to be perfect. You know, we posted something on Instagram saying that don't think that as a woman, you're going to go through healing. No, we said as a woman that's healed, you are going to attract more people that are hurting. And many women mm -hmm. who are in healing were like, yes, God, you know, you're going to use me. Those who were in religion was like, uh, uh, I don't want no man that's not healed. I need a man that's fully healed. What you mean? I'm going to be with the hurting. And one lady just couldn't even understand. Mm -hmm. She was like, why? Why as a woman, if I'm healed, that I got to attract other people hurting. And I literally commented to her and I said, did Jesus walk with the hurt or the healed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that you're going to literally go through healing just so you could have your head all haughty and continue to keep walking around? That yeah. that mindset is even selfish. So I know you are listening to this episode on YouTube, but there are so many podcasters that are listening on Apple and Spotify. And so what I want you to do is make sure you go over there and write a really good review. I want to hear what are you getting out of these episodes? We read them, we see them, we comment. So make sure you go over to Apple and Spotify and leave a review for us so that we can be able to hear your heart and where you are. Now, let's get back to the episode. And, 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 and let me share this, why religion hates women to be healed, I've, I've always been out on the streets talking to people, ministering to people, and you all know my background as far as that. Um, well, y'all might not know, but you know. But I'm saying this to say I work with a lot of men in, mm -hmm. the, in the communities, in the streets, in the prisons, you know, uh, in the bars, in the clubs. And I hang with men because they reel in that manner but even working with them. And the first thing they will say, if you want this, you want that, go to the church. You want a woman with this, you want a woman with that, you want a woman, you can get this, you can want a woman to get that, go to the church. So that's how she gets stuffed in. Mm -hmm. All they had, all he had to say is, you're my wife, because you have this faulty mindset that you are not validated unless you are somebody's legal wife. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So they say you want a freak, go to the church. You know what I mean? But that emotionally it's abuse. Emotionally it's going to be some misuse. Emotionally it's not a true regard for who you are because we're sitting in our fake false sense of self waiting for someone or God to send us someone or God to do something when he say know who you are and whatever you have that you need, first of all, come to me and you can produce what you need. And I don't need a man to come and provide all of that for me. Mm -hmm. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Or get me out of debt or help me with these kids or help me with this. Do you know how much power we have as women? Mm -hmm. You know how much miraculous power he's given us? If you birthed a child, just assess it. Because mm -hmm. that ain't no joke. Does that make sense? Yeah. So he hates us to be united and healing brings us to an awareness that you just can't come in here and give me no anything no more. Mm -hmm. You can't come and just say, Ooh, be my wife. And I'm mesmerized. Why? What is it about me? What is, what is it that you want with me? <laughs> yeah. And I think if you just look at your life, you know, some of us got caught up because of religion. I got caught up. Yeah. Twice. I, I got caught up. No I like me a thuggity thug thug. But, oh my God. but but what I'm saying is healing is throughout everywhere. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. And the main thing is, is that we as women, we need healing. So first of all, it's not about a man that we can embrace ourselves. Yeah. And second of all, we can embrace one another. Mm -hmm. And then when we do that, we will know 
who we are and we can see ourselves within each other and nothing can get over on us because I got your back, you got my back, we got each other's back and I ain't got to betray you. I ain't got to backstab you. I ain't got to talk about you. And boy, that's the biggest edifice that those things are taking place. Hell, church got more betrayal than schools, mm. colleges. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not the, about the building. It's about who's inside. Well, we thank you all for listening to this podcast. We pray that it really helped you as you break through the religion within your own mind and embrace your healing journey as a woman. And make sure you all connect with us, like, comment, and subscribe, and then tune in to the next episode because we're going to continue this healing journey. I mean, the first time, I don't remember the exact time I heard her say secrets hidden in torment. I think I missed it. And then a lot of women kept saying, like, no more shit. No more. And I'm like, wait, did I miss something in the teacher? Like, because, you know, she talks so fast. And so they were like, no more secrets hidden in torment. I'm like, it became like a lingo. You know, like, if you're not in the community, you don't know what nobody's talking about. And so for me, I think it was like an eye opener. Like, that's really what's happening, though. Like, when you're sitting and you're dealing with that aspect, like, you're really dealing with all those secrets that you're hidden in torment. And so um, for me, when I saw them jump on it, that's when I was like, we got to trademark this. Like, I don't want to buy using this, you know. But at the end of the day, it was just like, okay, because you know what? I would say this in closing. She says the word shit all the time. And for me, people who are religious, who hear her for the very first time, that's the moment that like everyone most people drop off who are religious. Did she just say shit? Oh my God, she just said shit. Da, 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 da. And we could literally be talking about a healing topic and she'd be like, I'm not taking that shit no more. And the religious minds would be like, oh my goodness. And they like, will go away. And so when she owned it or what she was really talking about, it was like, that's what people are dealing with. Mm -hmm. That's really what people are dealing with. And they extricate themselves so fast, which I don't have to explain, but they don't stay around long enough to hear the explanation of what the shit is. You know what I'm saying? Because our mind, like I have a, I have a shirt. My life is effed up. I did that shirt intentionally because your mind going to automatically go to the word effed up. You know what I mean? But it's really mean faced up. So as a, as a mindset coach, I am here to, to challenge the minds. How did this stuff develop? How did we get these thoughts? You can't be healed with all these thoughts that have come to, to close your mind to say, ooh, I can't, I can't. What is this? Because now you're supposed to be this, but your mind automatically go back to that. If you so faithed up, why your mind didn't go to faith? You're quoting it, but your mind went there. Does that make sense? And then you want to want to accuse me of I said this. I just said my life is effed up. So when I say shit, you know, you'll be like, ooh, you know, what does it mean? You know what I mean? What, what does it mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think the best thing that you taught us is that cursing is not literally the cuss word. Mm -mm. is what you're saying. And I think that's the thing with religion. From that standpoint, you hear that and you be like, oh, my gosh, she just cussed. But then literally in your mind, you can go to your son and you could be like, sit down because you act like a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Right? Or you, or you act or you stupid. dumb as hell. Yeah, or you so mm -hmm. stupid. Why would you do that? That's the same derogatory. Yeah, that's like worse. when you call no, your child stupid, that's, that's cussing them. Yep. If you say, get the hell up out of my face or all, that's still cursing somebody. And so I think oftentimes, you know, I'm glad that she owned it because we don't realize how we're saying cuss words literally or cursing mm -hmm. people. And we get so caught up on, oh, she said a curse word, but you're literally cursing people in your mind. That man could walk by and you'd be like, you, I'm so over this man. He's just a piece of shit. And you yeah. may never say it, but you thought it. Fully. And then the moment that someone has the freedom 
to say what it is with intention, you shut it down because your mind can't even comprehend it because you're in religion. Or the biggest cursing that anybody can do, and I'll say this in closing, is to tell your son or your daughter, sit your dumb ass down because you're just like your daddy. You have belittled them. You have put them down. Even if they don't say the word ass, sit your dumb self down. You're just like your daddy. That is cursing them, and you're going to put validity into S-H-I-T, but you have made him feel less than who he is, and now he cannot grow to be the man that God has really called him to be, yet he may have a big penis, he may have a big leg, he may have a big foot, but inside his mother cursed him because who she slept with, you have made him look bad about himself and who he come from. So it's time for us to just shift our mind Open up your mind, get healed, and think about what you're saying and not be so worried about what somebody else is saying. Um, my mother did. Um, Ariel, not so much didn't because me and her don't have that like close relationship, but my mother did. And my mother really uh, told me, like, Allison. And it took, I think we went to a family to get together, and my cousin, she came to me, and she was like, do you know where you came from? Get up out of there. And I was like... What? And then my mother quoting Lion King, know who you are, like all the other <laughs> stuff. So basically it was just, and that's why, because the mental and the emotional, the reason why the mental emotional got so bad, because I was taking a lot of stuff where it was like, you know what? That saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. Like that's a lie because bones will heal. So it got to the point where physically, I'd rather you hit me because my black eye can heal itself. I honestly did not know that she experienced that much emotional and mental abuse to where she would say, I wish that it was physical. Allison doesn't really show her wounds that often. So to hear that was, it really let me know, it's letting me know that she's she's really feeling this. like. It wasn't nothing for me to sugarcoat. She's feeling it. I knew I had to go because whenever I can sit here and envision ending someone's life, <laughs> I just knew it was time for me to exit stage left and I had to get the hell up out of there. And somebody can see it. Yeah, yeah. and somebody can see the outward. They can't mm -hmm. see the emotional. Mm -hmm. They can't see none of that stuff. So like literally, and. My ex to his mother, I really went to the church crying like, you guys don't understand. On the way to church, I'm getting hit mentally, emotionally. Whereas if I was to get hit physically, you guys will see it and you don't have to say nothing and it will heal. Whereas emotionally, that stuff, sometimes I'm not even going to lie, like sometimes it still <laughs> trigger my mind, you know, <laughs> and now now that I'm going through healing and I have his daughter, I have to now make sure I don't trickle that on her because of that mental and emotional abuse. Whereas if it was physical, I could be like, okay, we can, you know, that, can, that part can heal. My busted lip can heal. But mm -hmm. now I'm dealing with his daughter that looked just like him. So <laughs> she I, won't say, you just like it, just like it. Yeah, so now I got to sit here and be like, hold my tongue mm -hmm. because of my healing, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and just speak of the positive of him because he's not in her life and be like, okay, 
you know, she's silly just like her daddy or she just, you know, so I have to spring out the positive. And, and that's why healing is so important because it's secular. The very thing she's saying is how this emotional healing movement started because I was with her father in the church, in a religion, and I was getting verbally abused, emotionally abused, degraded and put down. And still we walked in that church with these two beautiful little daughters uh, who was dressed meticulously and nobody never saw my pain. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, and she didn't even realize that because she was probably one or two years old. I wish he would literally hit me because somebody would see it because he was walking around on the council, on the boards, you know, uh, have a nice job. We had a nice home. We had all of this, but nobody could see the inner pain. And that's how emotional healing started for me, because we think about the mental We look at the physical, but we don't believe people need emotional healing. Even for me not to be touched or loved or even sexually intercourse having for weeks and months and and damn near six months, that's emotional abuse. But I'm got to perpetrate that I am happy in a marriage because religion say don't talk about it. And then at that point, when I did address it, the pastor come and say, you will not be in ministry. Your ministry will be cursed because why? This is something that you are not supposed to be talking about. You're not supposed to be doing. So I can't tell y'all what I told them to, but I'll leave it at that. When you are in the church, it's a routine. You know what time service is going to start. You know what time you got to get up. You know what time, what you got to do on that Sunday morning. The routine of it was killing me on the inside. And I remember clearly one Sunday morning that I said, and you all go, y'all go. And I stayed home and I began to literally cry out, what is this? What is this? Because it's nothing that I never heard. And I happened to turn on television and someone was speaking about emotions, deadly emotions. And that hit me right then and there. I wasn't just emotionally unhealed. I was emotionally dead because I was putting over everything that I was feeling, taking care of the kids, going to church, cleaning up, cooking, handling the day-to-day responsibilities. But inside, I was not seen, heard, or tended to, and yet steadily being put down. And it really clicked, and I began to weep that I need emotional healing. Who can I go to? And I had a fireplace in my home, and while everybody was gone, I laid out before that fireplace and I cried out to the best person that I know. And that was God himself. And that's when it, how it started. And my life has never been the same. It brought an emotional intimacy, not just, oh, I'm going to serve the Lord. It was an emotional intimacy. He know me, he see me, and he began to reveal things about what's happening on the inside of me. And that has literally opened me up. And because of what I have, have experienced, I'll tell the world about it. You know, because you could just because you go to church and you say Jesus and you hear a sermon does not constitute that you're healed. You got to get into a place within yourself. And I call it my my intimate place of worship. And it did not happen in the church house. It happened in my house. And I think for me also, which is funny, because I tell the story and ladies look at me like it's crazy because I. So the first time when me and him was like going through it. I threw all his stuff out the window, took a picture of a glass of wine. I was like, my, this nigga is gone. She was like, go pick up all his stuff, fold it back up, hang it back up, and put it back in the drawers. 
And I'm sitting there like, what? Who does that? And I'm doing it. And as I'm doing that, he came in, pick up my shit, you know, just like going off. And so then it was, I was pregnant with uh, my daughter and this is when I was like, okay, you know, I'd rather him hit me physically. He came in super drunk and just came in and belligerent and I was asleep, like minding my business, dreaming about whatever. I don't know. But, and he just came in and went off and snapped and just was like, you are ugly, you know, just degrading me while I'm laying there. And all I could do is just hold my stomach and pray. This was before I knew that it was a girl, but I just knew like for this baby, I have to, that's when I was like, okay, I'd rather you hit me physically, you know, so, cause it was a Saturday night, you know, he wouldn't go out uh, Monday through Thursday. He would come right home, but that Friday, Saturday, and then we had to get up and go to church Sunday. It was a Saturday night. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather you hit me because your mama can see it. <laughs> your daddy can see it. You know, like everybody can see it. And then the, also like it got to the point when I knew I had to exit is when he came home high and pissy drunk. And I just had my baby and she was like a month old. I don't even think a month old. And I could do, just sit here and hold her and rock her. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. You got to go like Mm -hmm. Allison, you got to save and religion. They hate the fact that I took and I left with their first daughter, their first granddaughter, the first niece, everything. They couldn't stand that. So that's when I was like, you know what? And they still hate me to this day for it. So that's when I knew I had to leave.